So I don't know. Uh, I don't know the difference between any of the Ninja Turtles. What do you mean? I don't even know the difference between the Italian guys they're named after. There's no difference. You mean the Renaissance Masters? Is that? That is what they are. Yes, yeah. they are the Renaissance Masters. Is who they are named after? That's a fucking sweet band name. That's what, honestly, mm. they should have called the Turtles that. Well, that would have been too on the nose, I feel. But hello again, and welcome to the official <laughs> podcast of the Renaissance Masters. None of which have beards on our necks. <laughs> Here we are, completely ignorant to the use of body wash and mustache wax. Oh, body wash, bro. Get out of here with your body wash. What podcast am I on? Is this the Renaissance Masters? I should have worn my neck beard. I thought we were recording yeah. a different podcast now. Whoa, dude, there's nothing neck beardy about, about the Renaissance. That's not fair. Are you fucking joking? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's where they invented that thing. No. Where do you think fedoras come from, Danny? I don't know where fedoras come from. They come from the Renaissance, Danny. No, no. That's where don't. all no. fancy hats no, come from. No, no, no. Hats, no, no, no. which no, you maybe. claim to uh-huh. be against. Uh, I don't think I'm necessarily against hats. You just think they're for suckers. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. Okay, I'm not yeah, against circuses. He's not against hats. He just no. thinks hats are for suckers. Yeah. He spent... Ten minutes last episode talking about how hats essentially pull the wool over everybody's eyes. I think I remember what I said five minutes ago. Don't come at me with last episode. Would you my like stances, to listen to it? My stances evolved, okay? And I'm not going to sit here and let you try and pigeonhole me into being some kind of pro hat shill just because it fits your narrative. He's actually pigeonholing me as an anti-hat shill. Well, I don't give a yeah. fuck what you're trying to pigeonhole me as. I refuse to to live inside of your box. Fucking, it's a it's jackbooted thug. We yeah, live in a can. People who oh. don't wear hats, uh-huh. honestly, Danny. People who yeah. don't wear hats, uh huh, are the real hats. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 Um, Are you guys ready for your morning's dose of fake news here this evening? Absolutely. All right. Here we go. From NewYorkTimes.com. June 6, 2019. Aliens land in Northern California. By Karl Marx. (laughs) Three days after an (laughs) alien... Three days after an alien spaceship landed in an Alameda church parking lot. Caltrans workers discovered a red backpack on Highway 1 at Shoreline Boulevard in Coastal Big Sur, near Santa Cruz. We usually get people trying to turn illegal aliens back into the country, but this is a whole other thing, said Mike Evans, who was shocked to discover he'd been walking in the wrong direction. The backpack had been set on fire. We, sa- we found the soles of one child's shoes on the side of the road, Evans told the Times. They think it's a firebug. The alien probe was relatively small. 
It could fit up to three people and had an outer shell that looked at, like it might have some windows. It's a little red shell spaceship. It could have been used to transport maybe 12 to 18 people, said Evans. When I saw the backpack on the beach, I couldn't believe it. The inside looked the same as a biplane with a plexiglass door. They probably just picked the place because it had a good view. The driver of the mysterious vehicle, who dropped his belongings off at the church and then drove to the landing site of a burnt-out pickup truck at the church parking lot, has not been identified. This is just crazy, he said. This is one of the most wild things I've ever seen. We've been getting a lot of feedback on the aliens from the community, wrote Rupa Vasudevan, spokeswoman for the San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Department, in an email. The big post in Big Sur on local media websites was less than two hours ago and still has not really run out of steam. People are definitely all over the place with this one, and we are getting many calls from people wondering what it all means. Uh, Caltrans remains on the case. We will be checking with Caltrans personnel along Highway 1 and other appropriate agencies to see if this is representative of more recent reports. Read a statement from the local office of the National Transportation Safety Board. Additional reporting by Adharsh Kumar and Alon Salamone. Related. New video shows unidentified fireball blasting through the sky above Arizona. And that's your fake news for the day. I will enlighten and inform. Thank you. Do you? Do you uh-huh. understand? Yeah, why not? Do you understand that aliens, found, aliens visited California uh-huh. and then somebody at Caltrans named Mike uh-huh. Evans uh-huh. found a little red backpack next to some child's shoes on the side of the road, which had been set on fire. You don't find that problematic at all? Um, you know, aliens don't exist because, uh, uh, you know, there is no, there is no non-native species. What mean you? We're all from here. Yeah, where, wherever you go, there you are. That's just oh, how I it see. is. I understand what you mean. Yeah. Wherever, no, no, it sounds like you're saying, wherever you go, there you're from. Uh, well, you're going to leave eventually, aren't you? Maybe. Well, who can say, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I don't. I don't plan to go anywhere. I was actually planning to sit right here. Why is that? Just forever. What? Right here. Where is that? It's. No, I, I said why is that? You would move around. Oh, because I'm. I'm expecting everyone to show up eventually, and then mm-hmm. once you get here, you can just stay. And then the I next people, well, eventually they will come here. Right. Eventually, what you're waiting for to happen will happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in the middle of the country. Eventually, your part of the country is going to fall into the ocean. No, uh-uh, no, no. They're I, a little bit inland for that. Yeah, I'm. We're a bit inland. We're safe, my man, my fam, as the Zoomers say. My fam, as the Zoomers say. Yeah, is the name of an up-and-coming memoir by the infamous and yet unnamed <laughs> Zoomer icon. Fuck him. It's whatever. I'm Fuck him. That's his name. That doesn't Fuck even. Him. 
It yeah. says the name. It's all caps, no spaces. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> with a, with a U. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> with a one, how many U's? One U. Just fuck them. <laughs> F-U. No, oh, two U's. Two U's. F-U. F-U. Yeah. F-U-C-K-U-M. Fuck them. <laughs> it's just the letter U, but it's pronounced fuck <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more correct. So, uh, so we're here to do orb magic again. I'm so excited. Uh, uh, some really I can't believe you're finally ready. To... Pretty, I'm pretty sure that Mike's come around and has decided to join me on the side of cultural memory. Is that true? Um, there. I think there are specific methods. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Specific methods of orb magic. Mm-hmm. I think that it is not unreasonable to say that uh, memetics and genetics are both like modern modes of thinking about, you know, chopping things into the smallest possible pieces. Like if you chop humans into the smallest possible pieces, um, you can't really chop them smaller than memes and genes and still have something big like human. You know, okay. at that point you have something less than uh, component parts. Yeah, you got just you're just tardigrades at that point. No, not even tardigrades. You're um, what do you call it? Uh atoms or something. Yeah. Atoms or okay. fucking Okay, I whooshing I guess feeling. if I was thinking I was, <laughs> I'm composed mostly of whooshing. And what is sub yeah. fast and slow frequencies? Submimetic information is a whole other thing. Um, okay, I mean, sub, this being the official pronouncement beginnings of the 20th episode of the Intergalactic Railroad. Um, Intergalactic uh, Railroad. Get in contact with us if you are our fabled listener. If you claim to be listening the one to us listener. and you don't yeah, know us, actually. you fucking email us at biocosm at protonmail.com or you tweet us a dick pic at at Biocosmopolitan. Because <laughs> we need to <laughs> That's see, right. We need to see some proof. But, uh, yeah, anyway, presuming there is a listener. Um, Come at me. We have listener. faith in you. We have I faith dare in you. you. We know I you're dare out there. You. We I just believe in your dick. want so desperately to believe that they're real, but no. So deep inside of my heart, but the truth, the matter. Yeah. The data are get... in. <laughs> the data are in. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. What else? Oh yeah. Okay. So we were talking about. Uh, what were you talking about? Ah, uh, something. <laughs> You're so helpful. I don't understand how you can be so helpful. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. Put your fucking hat on. Take your whip out. Explain okay. to us some fucking archaeology relates <laughs> to the future. What use is archaeology? Yeah. What use is archaeology? Yeah. Uh. I didn't do the required reading, but I guess in terms of just, what do you mean? What use is archaeology? What an unfair question. What, what well, is this? Well, answer? Life's unfair, apparently, man. <laughs> no, Welcome to the torture chamber. Fuck <laughs> yeah. you. Justify. You spent your whole, you spent your whole life digging uh-huh. up your other whole life. 
Uh-huh. Can you explain that to us? Um, I suppose my explanation would be along the lines of, uh... Well, it probably is the hardest science that actually directly, that really, really cares about Marx. It has that going for it. That's a good reason to care. You think it... Really? Archaeology cares about Marx? Absolutely it does. All of history okay. cares about Marx. The idea of materialism. Uh, yeah, I mean, that what is that which sits underneath all of all of the uh, historical and softer sciences that deal in in matter, right? If 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 you didn't believe in Marx, then the things you find would only ever just be pieces of art. But because we have Marx, we can pick up... No, it's true. It would just be like a thing in the ground that you know a person made. But because you have Marx, you can look at it and you can be like, this belonged to a poor person. Right? Or this grave... This grave was the grave of somebody to whom wealth and material was allocated. Do you understand why we need Marx here? And how before, before people were able to think in that manner, right? Archaeology sucked. It was boring. It was just pop. <laughs> archaeology before Marxism? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. and they called it uh, antiquarians. They called themselves antiquarians. Yeah. And they... Right. Yeah. No theory. No theory they, of change. Uh, just collecting objects and curios. Great yep. men once existed, and so did dinosaurs, and so the great men killed the dinosaurs. Right, these types of people. Thus saving my mother. Yes, the yes. science equivalent of actual fucking cowboys traveling the earth... Um, paying paying shooting, natives, shooting people. yeah, paying natives dirt wages to dig up their ancestors and collecting all of their things and categorizing them without saying anything meaningful about them, right? Mm-hmm. But Marx gives us the ability to not only understand that history was not that way, right? That history was stratified, and that class and material have always existed. In the same way that markets always exist, smile. But you know, that's uh, that's the importance <laughs> of Marx's archaeology. Uh, okay, great. You can't pretend he didn't okay. exist. So, so that's uh, huh. Ursula K. Le Guin wrote this shit called "Towards an Archaeology of the Future." Yes, where she literally goes out into a field and uh-huh. is describing like, okay, so five thousand years from now, I can smell it. There's going to be like, there's going to be a building here and it's going to be this kind of building. And uh-huh. she has this whole like world building experience and like talks about how people will relate to the valley. And it's like a masterpiece of projection and like describing it is like, oh, that sounds kind of stupid. And like, like if you were to describe this to me, I'd be like, well, that sounds like you're just projecting, fuck projecting. <laughs> the way she does it is so fucking detailed that you can tell that there's an only fucking like win I've ever seen like really get this done. It's like um, uh, so fucking realistic and plausible, and you don't get that fucking plausible without like studying up on like it takes a general understanding of how human societies work to project sure. in such detail, you know. And so that's yeah. what I'm asking about, like, can archaeology and that sort of thing be Well, yeah, used? that's one of the practices of archaeology, right? People do things like landscape archaeology. The problem with the problem with developing an archaeology of the future is that it, uh...
I mean, I'm, 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 no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm trying to word delay. Problematic. No, I'm word delaying. Uh, I'm word delaying. I have okay, to. Okay. You know? He said the problem. Words. He did not make that. You know, he made that singular. So he now has to take all of those problems. <laughs> yeah, and make one. them into one problem. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I was postulating the future. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, right. it's a. It's not a. Well, the thing with taking archaeological tools, right, and using them to write something like landscape archaeology, trying to look at a landscape and envision how it will be used, versus how it, right, where in archaeology traditionally you do that and you look at how it yeah. was used um i mean one for the past it's more common and kind of big field than you might imagine i think but i mean other than so that the past is more just, common than i imagine no just That's the way that the, the way that the past has affected the landscape right you walk mm -hmm. around in the world you live in every day oh. and it's very right you very much oh. uh do not think about the ways in which you are anthropogenically affecting your landscape, right? How you're relating to it. We used to, to dig it. holes in Seattle. And uh -huh. when you dig a hole in Seattle, you're just digging through multiple strata of trash that other people buried. And sure. That is the most, one time we, yeah. There was something like like uh, maybe two two or three tons of asphalt yeah. just wrapped. So I guess the thing, if you're going to project that like that... Through, I guess the thing, if you're going to project like that, you have to measure all the different levels of garbage, right? That's what you really want to imagine is these different levels of garbage accumulating over a landscape. In that way, you can truly yeah. kind of <laughs> have a true archaeology of the future. They say that the like defining line for the Anthropocene, as far as like geologists pointing at a line, is like this line from the 1700s where we started in just depositing so much coal in the air that, that there's like a dark uh, streak in the deposits of, of rock near uh, England where it started, I guess, and then going on from there. So like there's a physical layer of filth that we are depositing into the geological no. strata all the way around the world from the atmosphere. That's how our, all archaeology works. And that's how you would do an archaeology of the future, right? Just pretend to know what the garbage is going to look like. Well, like, to what extent... Well, so, maybe um, it's just a layer of radiation-blasted soil. That tells its own story, right? Its own landscape story about how people use the land. Well, yeah. Like, if you see... If you have a data set, can't you postulate shit from that? Like... Like, if you see this coal, get real huh. thick coal, right, that layer, and it slowly recedes as it goes up. Uh -huh. And then you see, like, or, like, you know, you can imagine what would happen with nuclear soil similarly in the way it would get deposited. Sure, that's what I mean. How long it would take. Half-lives and shit. Or why this town is located in a crater-faced, right, a crater-shaped dent in the earth. Yeah. That shit's interesting. Just is. Uh, there's a there's a theory from futurism which I did spend like a couple years studying the use of before I realized that uh, the people involved with it are probably assholes. Um, but <laughs> future, future futurology, as they uh -huh. call it, uh, there's a theory called pace layers where you have different. Um, just like the Earth physically has like a spinning molten core in the middle that moves very 
Oh, wait, no, wait, I can't, that's the wrong metaphor. You got some paste layers. You got some shit. This actually originally comes from architecture and, like, the building as a, as a set of systems. So you have, like, the skin of the building, like the paint or the, or the plaster or whatever on the outside. That changes pretty often. The, the scene of the building, the place that it's actually in, doesn't change at all, really. Not, or, or it changes more slowly. The garden gets expanded or whatever. And the, uh, the, the like, props in the, uh, the set and the props in the, inside the building that you just move around, that changes very often, changes all the time relative to how often you paint the house or how often you change the surface that it sits on. So these are paste layers. And uh, the, the futurologists projected to, like, the uh, layers of human interaction. So they say culture... Uh, nature, culture, governance, infrastructure, commerce, fashion. Fashion is the slash art is like the fast moving, crazy, like doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't have like a, a long term goal. It's just like constantly wiggling around in whatever direction. Commerce moves more slowly and interfaces with fashion. Uh, the infrastructure moves more slowly than commerce, and infrastructure. In, is the inter, interfaces with both commerce and slower the governance of the of the society that you're in. So this is like a way of actually looking at like what pieces of um, you could look at it as what pieces of trash are going to get like thrown around uh, at what speed. And there was a, 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 an actual a, a non-asshole futurist uh, named C.F. Van Galen on uh, on Twitter posted a picture of <laughs> a 21st century pace layering. Where the nature chunk at the very bottom, the slowest nature chunk is gone and has instead jumped up three stages to be in between infrastructure and commerce and be a giant fucking uh, pace layer called motherfucking climate change. Because it has like interrupted the normal, um, the normal speed at which nature has so far like interacted with human um, structures constructs but just like spinning out into the future like the things that change the most that are going to be scattered about the most but the things that change slowly like where do we poop like the sewers are people are going to continue trying to use the same sewers because they're hard to build until if we if we like project having a better if we foresee ourselves needing to poop better and less evilly into the world then uh, we'll need to like understand that at some point there will be like a disjointed uh, poop, poop tube uh, reinvention where and the old poop tubes will then be archaeology and our new poop tubes will be infrastructure. Right? I mean, that's how it always works, right? That's how you want yeah, to advance into the future. That's like the, the goal, I guess, would be my... How so I going into it. this, I had this idea of... Um, cultural memory and I had this idea as separate from this idea of the general intellect and like reading up on the general intellect it's a lot of to do about how humans interact with machines like pre-shoes people knew how to walk through the woods and then they started mm-hmm. putting shoes on and they could walk through the woods further but they walked completely differently and they lost the ability to walk without shoes and that's I'm always effect. I'm always pretty suspect of that kind of stuff, but yeah. Well, Go on. yeah, okay. It's yeah. like a totally general thing. This is exactly why sure. I want. But yeah. like maybe in a more simple Jesus. way, like 
How many people do you know that don't know how to use a toaster or open a door? And at some point, there were no people on Earth that knew how to use those things. Sure. And at some point, everyone on Earth had those things explained to them. And we know how to relate to grocery stores and roads and uh, light switches. There's this general intellect, this general ability to uh, operate machinery as part of our world that changes. And it absolutely is like, like Max was talking about these pace layers. It operates somewhere between the the change in this of general intellect operates somewhere between our daily lives and archaeology. Like mm. our the way we use our machines is producing archaeology, and it's like underlying our lives. It's very much the infrastructure thing, but it's the mm-hmm. the personalness of it. It's something that happens inside of yourself. You know, that's the interesting reflection. Um, the general intellect happens inside me. Yeah, right? To some extent, you take part in the populace, you know? It's like a, an idea to refer to a population and having its body of knowledge that is generally known. Like, we don't... I was talking to Sarah about this. Uh, not everyone, you know, like, there's female and male labor divisions that completely split the general intellect into different chunks. But then there's an underlying that. There's another layer that everybody knows how to do. And... Um, the, the changes to, in this one. How to poop in the toilet, the tubes. You poop in the tube, you wash your hands, you stick them under the, the air blade. Yeah. Or whatever. You wipe them on the previous yeah. version. You wipe, you wipe them, them on the your hands. Yeah. And you put, the, put it on. I use my hair because the water rehydrates the curls. That's true. I wash my hands. I can wipe it on my hair. They're clean. Yeah. In addition to. Well, the also the, national, the, the natural oils contained therein. Uh, it's actually good to add to your hair after you uh, shampoo. It's like a natural condition. What oils? Uh, from your hand. My hand oils? You yeah, your from hand my... oil. From your clean hand. Oh, I've just washed my hand. There's no oils. Oh. I remember. So, in addition to the general intellect, there's this idea of cultural memory. Of, um... <laughs> like, it's what culture is. <laughs> And uh, one of the things this uh, I'm kind of fixated on it is this idea of America. Like, if you look at American cultural memory, aside from uh, our interactions with machines, like uh, for a long time, I would say that like I'm a Marxist because uh, the way we interact with machines produces our culture and our memories, and. uh, I want to kind of put that to the test much more than I have in the past. Um, like, what the like culture is from memory, right? This collective memory. Like, if ge- the general intellect is the general society-wide ability to use the environment around us, the 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 cultural memory would be the society-wide sort of understanding of what we're doing with this uh, this thing. How, what we're using these machines for, right? Right. Well, I mean, are you talking about... You're probably talking about something with multiple layers to it. Like, right, like, I, like Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe is part of culture and memory, cultural memory for a lot of people, Cleopatra for a lot of people, but there's, like, a different layer between those things, right? Yeah, so, like... Uh, uh, and, like, what are we doing here... 
is constantly recreated, like backcast backward in time to like imagine some set of um, Marilyn's or Cleopatra's or other great men of history that uh, like affected or other forces. You're like okay. So like a good example is if you have the same piece of land in America. Native Americans and settlers will have a different memory of that land and a different way of relating to it Mm. uh, because of their ancestry and their upbringing, you know? And there was this attempt to destroy the Native American cultural memory uh, through, like, boarding schools and stuff like that. And um, there's this thing that, like, the settlers very much like being a settler country means we walk around with giant wood chipper that we can throw cultural memories into and um that is like that's what makes it so important to study especially as settlers is that we don't really our cultural memory is not consistent with our actual cultural experience because we have no cultural experience except like annihilation um or we have little chunks of it you know so what is it what is the culture you're saying that the westerners the settler culture has like this like amnesia or yes this, um possibly like like in um famous marxist text harry potter and the chamber of secrets when the person that's being, <laughs> no spoilers no too yeah. soon for spoilers but the person that's being overtaken by the the dark lord and caused to kill chickens and shit doesn't remember that uh yeah, exactly, well, like a lethal case exactly. of, mis- of nostalgia leading them to misremember things. And it's a transmitted lethal, over lethal. generations. Yeah, it's absolutely lethal. It gets people killed. Like, how come you can keep getting... You can keep killing coal miners with black lung because you can keep convincing them that it's the only thing that they're allowed to Is that they just have to do it. And you can keep... Each generation walks in and fucking dies early. And... Mm. That's the power of cultural memory. Like, it, like, I don't know, everything. Every cultural oh, artifact, I right? Having to do with I hear, I'm here. picking up what you're putting down. That's fucked up, because I thought I heard that phrase from you, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you probably memory. did. It's entirely possible. <laughs> the thing with a word like, term like cultural memory, and it's what makes me a shitty person for using it, is like, that can mean a lot of things, right? Like, <laughs> I know I, but I do know what you're saying. I, I'm under. I, I personally am understanding Are that they, you can oh. just keep training people to be the things that they want to be, but it's not active training. It's just them remembering that that's what they've always done. Yeah, these are all different places I've gone. Like, and, and this comes back to the orb thing too. Where it's like, you have this, like, interaction with machines, which is how I used to understand the dialectical materialism, and then you have this idea of cultural change over time, which is like a memory-based thing that's like, that societies are changing in some way vaguely similar to how we grow emotionally over time, you know? There's some metaphor that can be made there. And then it makes me start thinking about, like, an entire social mind, and whether or not the humans are awake... And whether or not there's a fucking pool of human subconsciousness on the dark side of the moon <laughs> named Barbalith that is being tapped into mm-hmm. by Marianne Williamson so that we can, the bearded you know, stone. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so that we can get through the upcoming climate apocalypse. 
Uh, yeah. And more importantly, you know, though, when we do science, when good things happen in this, does that mean that we suck the good out of some alternate reality? Is that what's happening here? I think so. Based on the it's things so that are happening to us. Yeah. It's more like the good is blowing into us when we create a vacuum in our hearts. No, I it's mean, not so I'm... much sucking as blowing. <laughs> I seriously <laughs> believe that the, uh, yeah. Go on. Based on recent historic occurrences, but that absolutely could be the case, and we are being sucked from that reality. <laughs> that, they're, that they are sucking the good from us, and we are living in the garbage town. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, so... Somebody just had dis- mind-blowing I've actually... sex on sometime in 1945. <laughs> I've actually been thinking about the... Uh... Wait, what? You're talking about Roswell. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was, uh, that was 1945. Uh, no, the whole right, 40s. Nice That's fine. Extra dimensional being Someone was having a great time. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, exactly. Penetrating our universe. Yes. So there's like, there's some wackadoo theories out there about this, but, but my favorite is, um, I've been reading uh, Philip K. Dick again. I've been reading the exegesis. I've, I've been sorting the exegesis algorithmically. But that's, that's neither here nor there. There's, um, there's these, this thing that he touches when he's like had this like psychotic slash uh, um, slash psychic experience. This, this form of information that he touches, he starts tripping out and thinking that er, that things are being transubstantiated by this thing called Valis, or he calls it Zebra, or various things. And Oh, you cut out before. You're talking about... Okay. Um, <coughs> so, Gesundheit. God bless yourself. That's how we'll Get find out. that again, right? Yeah. I'm here to stay. So, um... Yeah, so I'm talking about I'm talking about Philip K. Dick and the Vallis. He like experiences this invisible light that touches him and makes him different, and it, he starts to trip out and think it's coming from another universe. It is intelligent. It is an intelligent holographic form of of light that changes things by replacing them with exact copies of them made out of it. <laughs> that thing is penetrating our universe and has been since the mid uh, 20th century just among all the other things that have been penetrating our universe because all universes are just like cross-contaminating information pools Um, but like the transubstantiation of the thing reminded me of uh, the the communism the the commune the, the fact that you can't just like there's nothing there is nothing but the party in this in this uh this mindset that uh, that there's just like you're just it's it's the opposite of what capital does, isn't it? Capital makes everything into capital, makes everything into general intellect, and creates this like uh, force that subsumes human energy into uh, the production of its own alien life body, and alienated. that's ideally what the yeah. proper commune would do too. Yeah, alienated. Yeah. Uh, the commune would just be the goo that like 
takes care of you everywhere that you are would just be the, the stuff that with which you make the world and which the world makes you and which is the, what the world is made of so the commune can't do anything in that case it's literally incapable of doing anything because everything it does is just emotional work it's like <laughs> no it's not even emotional work it's just it's just accidental transformation by contact with some force but yeah you could I think I see what you're saying is I caught the communism from hanging out with you but there was no way that you <laughs> that like you could have made me do that other than just like being around until I was transformed by the thing this is definitely some orb game shit I'm here for the gang <laughs> yeah. In this case, in, in much the same way that uh, I am Le- Leonardo and Danny uh-huh. is Donatello and Max is Raphael <laughs> and Olin is uh, uh, Michelangelo because uh-huh. he's currently eating a pizza instead of being on the podcast. Uh, Sarah is, of course, April O'Neil. Uh, uh, I forgot yeah. where I was going. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Max is the Barbalith, probably. Uh, I am the, the orb. Yeah, Max has orbs. You've got your your uh, what's that archaeology shit, man? The fucking cultural trifecta of shit. Um, oh, ecology, culture, ecology, and something else, right? Yeah, cultural ecology. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, culture, culture, ideology, and technology. That's what we're talking about right here. Yeah. Yeah, culture. Or known the environment. Never mind. Come on. Uh, it's environment, environment, technology, and ideology. Shut the environment, technology, and ideology. Yeah, those three things. Oh. They form the man, basis for a lot of things. I thought I made it up. Yeah. Well. Blue, green, and black. Blue, green, and black. You ain't kidding, brother. Uh, no, that was some old uh, Adbusters run at like. Oh, were, that's why they, they left the red out. Because fucking America is terrified of that shit. No, they were trying to represent the black for the uh, the uh, horizontalism. They were, yeah, you're right. It was some, it was some, uh, some toothless. Uh, uh, Here at Adbusters, we are definitely not communist, and we will never mention Karl Marx. Because that shit is terrifying and fucked up, and we will never change. I refuse to systematically apply myself to the society I live in. <laughs> okay, like the difference between um, like communist shit and anarchist shit in many ways is extremely frustrating. Less ideologically, and more like the idea of systematically applying yourself to eliminating shit that you have through analysis and rational processes decided you dislike uh, I, I think that's totally fucking respectable even though I'm a fucking anarchist and to like to reconcile these things I you know there's really no reconciling these things at all if you're doing for the collective you're not being very uh, anarchic or something unless you're a fucking god slime and everyone is subsumed within you. But this is neither here nor there. Uh, I think that sounds like it's there. Is it? 
I mean, God Slimes being subsumed together, that's pretty, uh, pretty much the transformation of the, uh... Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go. Oh, no. <laughs> We're rubbing up on the fucking bearded stone right now. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> we have information <laughs> pertaining to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Stop that! I need to. I need to hide it's my the orbs. worst heat to get. <laughs> I need to polish my orbs. Um, yeah, we're at your mama's house, uh, polishing our orbs. Uh, you really do need to go though. No, I'm just fine now. <laughs> uh, we have no just, information uh, pertaining to the arrest and destruction of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've never heard of orbs. Uh, we are not. We're just we here are for the beard. At your mom's house. We're here house. to touch the beard. Rubbing our fucking orbs yeah. all over the bearded stone on the far side oh, of the room. Yeah. Which, by the way, is your mom's oh, we... house. 